Welcome everyone to this Catholic Family News special report. I'm Brian McCall, Editor-in-Chief of Catholic Family News, and uh, I'm very happy to be joined by three guests this week to discuss an exciting opportunity that really exemplifies uh, the living out of the social reign of Christ the King, the social doctrine uh, of the Church. So I am uh, joined by Dr. Debbie Maxwell, who is uh, the uh, Chief Technology Officer for the project we're going to talk about. Um, also by Mr. Maximilian Ranieri, who's the uh, Senior uh, Lab Technician, and by Edward Campbell, who is the Lab Manager for uh, an important laboratory in Central Florida uh, that's running a, a really exciting project we're going to talk about. Uh, so welcome everyone who is either listening to us in podcast form or watching our YouTube video. Just a reminder, if you like this report or any other of our content, please like the, the video or podcast, share it with your friends or family. Again, we make these available for free, so we rely on you to help us by kind of spreading this message around. So what's the reason for this interview? You may be wondering, okay, why is Catholic Family News reporting on Bomox Hydrogen, a, 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 a renewable energy company? Well. We at Catholic Family News talk a lot about the social reign of Christ the King and how there are deficiencies in living out that doctrine. And it's a difficult doctrine because it's one that's easy to talk about in theory, right? Well, we all believe in the reign of Christ the King. It should permeate all of society. We come out on the last Sunday of October and have a big procession. And that's all wonderful and that's great. But then we just often put the doctrine on the shelf for the other 364 days a year and just go on with our lives. And really, as Pope Pius XI explained in his encyclical Quas Primas, it's, it is the essential doctrine to the way, particularly, laity are to live. And the, the, the social reign of Christ the King is spread by lay Catholics, primarily, and obviously under the direction and the support of their, their pastors, but is to go out and turn every aspect of the world over and use it for the reign of Christ the King, whether that's politics, or business, or energy production. Uh, as well as we also are very critical, as you all know, of uh, the New World Order sort of green movement that is sort of uses these issues about the environment to perpetrate errors and to push population control and lots of bad things. Right? We've done a lot of reporting on George Soros, Jeffrey Sachs, etc. But again, another mistake is sometimes Catholics think, oh, well, that means you know, we should just be in favor of polluting the environment for the fun of it, right? Or, or fossil fuels have been revealed by God as the, the best source. And that's not true, right? We criticize these, these movements because of their false errors. But again, what the social reign of Christ the King says is we're supposed to condemn their false errors, but also put forward a proper vision of what a Catholic approach to these issues would, would be. So with that introduction, uh, I want to introduce uh, some of our, our guests. And they are working on an exciting project that Dr. Maxwell uh, has developed to, in my words, I'll explain it in a minute better, uh, produce clean hydrogen at the source of where power is needed in a, an efficient and uh, manner in a way that doesn't unnecessarily pollute the environment. So Dr. Maxwell is uh, started her career in the healthcare field, but then went back and got a PhD in chemistry and uh, now teaches in four universities. I don't know how she does that. I have enough time, enough trouble teaching in one. 
uh, including, among others, Stetson and Central Florida University. And she is really the, the brilliant scientist behind this idea. So welcome, Dr. Maxwell. And why don't you just try to explain for us, uh, and if others jumping in as need be, uh, a little bit more about the project, what you discovered, and uh, what you're doing. Um, first of all, I'm not teaching at all those universities <laughs> now. <laughs> um, I devote all my time to BOMAX. Um, however, you asked, um, tell you about how this got started. So as you mentioned, I went back for my PhD. And this also coincided with a time where I was coming into the Catholic Church. Um, I grew up as a Protestant, um, but then I came to believe in the presence of Christ in the Eucharist. So I wanted to become Catholic. And uh, uh, so at the same time, I was working on my PhD. So I had started praying the rosary um, every day when I would drive back and forth um, to my um, graduate classes. And um, um, then along the way, I got this project to uh, make clean energy. Um, and I did not give it that much uh, thought or effort until after I graduated, uh, uh, a gentleman, his name is Jim, who was responsible for my daughter and I coming into the Catholic Church, he came, he said, you got to patent this invention of yours. And uh, so um, I prayed, I sought the Lord, um, and he kept opening the doors. Investors got behind me. Uh, we formed an organization we started working on the patent, the first patent, and uh, before we knew it, we were opening a lab at the Space Life Sciences Lab at Kennedy Space Center. So all kinds of miracles uh, coming together. We were, and, and since we've been in the lab, God has blessed uh, our work. We've been able to increase the rate 3,000 fold, make the reaction last for 39 days. Our challenge is to make this work as a commercial application. And so that's where we're at now. We are uh, working on prototypes and Edward and Maximilian have come on board and are a great help to uh, pushing us towards forming our prototypes. So that's... Um, so do maybe one of the, you two wanna talk about what we mean when we say forming a prototype. What is it that you're, you're working on uh, there in the lab there at the Kennedy Space Center? So, Edward, you, you want to? Um, so, first, the prototype that we're looking at is um, building a small box type. And if we're going to give you a size comparison, if we make a Bomax unit that's about the size of a microwave, it could power about 20 fuel cell powered drones a day. On, on just microwave size. Um, but scaling up, if, if we got something the size of a air conditioning unit, that could power a 1500 square foot home for a day. And if we go even bigger, so if we go to like a tractor trailer size unit, we're talking about producing up to 200 kilograms of hydrogen, which could power 40 fuel cell electric vehicles a day. Wow, that is a lot of power. <laughs> and, and if you can explain, because you're talking about uh, different things that could, could power, say a 1,500 square foot home, is the idea that this technology would allow uh, a homeowner or, or a business 
to buy one of these devices once they're ready and self-power, just generate their own power uh, for their home or business. That is correct. Um, the idea is that you have a decentralized effort to provide power, uh, and this is electricity. Um, and it would also be a good backup generator. It would work with um, these telecommunication towers that need backup power. So there are multiple uses for uh, this. Um, part of the renewable energy landscape is definitely power. Yes, there's room for wind and solar and batteries, uh, but a big part of it will be hydrogen. And one of the problems is the way the hydrogen is produced right now utilizes a lot of fossil fuels and is not really green. So um, that is uh, one of our efforts. You bring up a really good point, because a point I've made in some writings that, uh, again, a lot of times those who claim they're in the renewable space are not, are not really doing anything. It's a bit of a show, like the ethanol industry is, is an example. But they say, oh, we're, we're coming up with this green fuel, but you end up spending almost as much fossil fuel to produce and transport, and then uh, the, the ethanol you produce uh, in fossil fuels just to produce this one gallon of uh, ethanol. So that sounds really important, that it's, it's sort of a neutral source, that you're not spending all this energy to make energy. So with that, to follow up so people understand, obviously to make power you need to put something in right so we talked about the size of these devices right you can't just unless you're god you can't make power out of nothing so what are the raw ingredients that go in to generate the, the hydrogen uh, to produce the power well we combine a nanoparticle and we extract an enzyme component out of bacteria and this is common soil bacteria so we put these two together they have to be in an anaerobic, that means without oxygen, environment, and we put them in front of light, and it spontaneously makes hydrogen. And the whole idea is to make this hydrogen on site, uh, where it's needed, and to give uh, someone some independence. Uh, this is also ideal for remote locations. So we envision this um, allowing maybe uh, countries overseas on mission fields, uh, for instance, to have power, whereas they don't have access to the electric grid. So um, we, we, our ideal, our goal and vision is to provide power where it's needed in, like we said, uh, in an environmentally safe way. And um, uh, you've mentioned uh, Dr. McCall about uh, fossil fuels. I, I look at fossil fuels and I'm very thankful to God for giving them to us because look at all the advances the, the last 150 years. No one can deny the blessing. But in a few uh, decades, um, the clean burning fuels will run out. And so to look forward to the next generation or the following generation, you know, where, the, where it really comes out on the climate change, agenda, I mean, a debate, uh, we're going to need to find a new source of uh, energy for, for everyone on the planet. So, um, uh, and, and then one last thing to say about your comments about the green uh, energy, 
uh, renewable energy, so many times it's aligned with leftist causes. We want to take it back for God and, and to uh, devote our, our efforts to, like you said, to the social reign of Christ the King, so that um, a Catholic organization, uh, someone devoted to the Blessed Virgin, um, can herald and get in front of uh, uh, this uh, green hydrogen effort. No, I think there are excellent points, Dr. Maxwell. And, and again, we at Catholic Family News have published a lot of articles about uh, distributism and, and thoughts about how, to, how you'd reorganize society on a Catholic basis. And one of the key points that, that comes up in that is local, is, is one of the problems of our current secular system is everything, as you said, is centralized. Uh, it's, it's really a, you know, a moving towards a collectivism where individual families and small businesses are have to be dependent on these massive centralized organizations to give necessities like food and power. And so this very much, I think you're right, fits into the Catholic vision. Uh, you know, when we talk about in, in Catholic social teaching about individuals owning the means of production, to use Hilaire Belloc's words, mm. this is a you know, perfect example that you, you can't be self-sufficient in a, in a, as, a, as a town or a village or a family if you have to, your only choice is to be dependent on you know, large, large uh, systems. So I think that's an excellent, excellent point you make about make, be having power made locally where, where you need it. Um, that really, very good point. Thank you. Now, um, also, I, as we mentioned a couple of times, you, your laboratory space is there housed near the, the Kennedy Space Center. And that we've talked about the real local level, but um, another issue which caught my attention when I looked at your website, uh, is another application is to be used in the space program to generate uh, uh, fuel, it sounded like. So maybe, not, I assume is why you're there at the, the Space Center perhaps, but maybe one of you talk about that, uh, that application that you're working on. Well, uh, when we were looking for lab facilities, we had to find one that would fit and, and be specialized for anaerobic work. So that's how we ended up here, but it, it is, it is uh, right next door or right on Kennedy Space Center and NASA. We've had conversations with NASA um, engineers and scientists. They wanted to hear about our technology. What they like about it, it, it is that it isn't electrolysis. It isn't water splitting. On Mars, uh, they have limited water, but they don't have an abundance which you need for electrolysis. So they consider and have uh, discussed the possibility of using our technology there to um, get the astronauts home after they've been there for a period of time. If they need to generate some hydrogen for the rocket to lift off the, uh, the surface of Mars and head back home. So um, that's still an early stages discussion, but um, we were featured in an CNBC article about that topic so uh, uh, that's down the road <laughs> uh, and can be further developed as we as we advance and improve our technology and uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago as well dedicating your business to uh, to our lady the blessed virgin mary and obviously your story reveals that the, you're coming to this project has been was tied in with your conversion you're coming home to the catholic church uh, right. could you recently I, I read you had your uh facilities and your work there uh, i don't know it was dedicated or consecrated to the blessed mother could you tell us a little bit about what you did and, and how that went okay 
Well, um, uh, Mary Allerkamp at our, at our parish, she suggested uh, inviting Father Benoit to come and consecrate the business to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so um, we welcomed that, and he graciously came, uh, brought Father Gonzalez, Mr. your uh, son, seminary, Mr. McCall, and another uh, Mr. Sheehan. Um, Edward was here. Maximilian has been to a, a previous um, time of that. And uh, um, he came, prayed. Uh, we all prayed the uh, consecration prayer and said some other prayers. Uh, and uh, Father Vinois blessed the lab and uh, even sprinkled holy water. So uh, <laughs> I'm so thankful because, um, like I said, I really believe God directed um us to start this business and he has provided the, all opened the doors and brought uh, maximilian brought edward on board to help and uh our, our hearts are really to please and honor god with this and uh take it to the level and to uh whatever possibility uh whatever potential it has um with god so um um that's that's a, a living everyday event for us we we pray and and renew that consecration because um we do look to the blessed virgin to give us wisdom to give us insight on how to uh improve our reaction uh it's all it's all integral and part of the the business so um very thankful that father Vinois came <laughs> Oh, excellent. And, and again, this, that equates to what, you know, what historians tell us was like the age of, what it was like in the age of faith back in Christendom, right? That enterprising people who had businesses, there was an a interconnect, deep interconnection between the practice of the faith and their everyday life. And uh, this is where the origin of the guilds came that would dedicate particular projects and art and uh, skills and work to, to patron saints. So that's, uh, it's almost we're so disconnected from it we, we often forget about it that, that we, we should do these things that's excellent that you've okay. done that so maybe before we uh wrap up we can turn to maximilian and, and edward so as you heard uh, as our viewers heard uh i actually use, use my son as a catholic valley news sort of advanced team so he he was actually <laughs> there uh to get onto this story before we did it and, and witness the consecration but actually, both of our other two guests, I, if I remember correctly, spent a little time trying a vocation in the seminary as well, um, and you know, now discerned uh, that they have a vocation elsewhere. But maybe as some young, some young Catholic, traditional Catholics raised, traditional Catholic, even spent some time in a seminary. What's your impressions uh, personally of this, of working with Dr. Maxwell, working in this project? How is it, what brought you to it? And maybe just tell us a little bit about your your thoughts. So why don't Start with uh, Maximilian. Why don't you start? Well, uh, that's exactly right. I was in the seminary at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas Seminary in Virginia for a couple of years before finding that it was the will of God that I, I leave. And uh, one of the things I've realized that is easy to fall into if you don't have a vocation to the priesthood is a mediocrity. That's, uh, that's by you know you're not supposed to serve God as a priest, which is the highest vocation. You think that you're justified in perhaps um, doing things in a way that uh, more pleasing to yourself because you're like, well, if God doesn't want me there, then uh, I can kind of do what I want. 
uh, it's a sort of error, especially uh, when you're young, you could fall into. And one of the things that is incredible about Bomax hydrogen is the fact that um, it is one of those noble vocations that you find in the secular circles. Um, I don't have a, um, a PhD or, or anything that really would qualify for a job like this, but Dr. Maxwell, she, in her generosity and seeing somebody that she, she says she can, she can trust, thanks be to God, uh, she brought me on to help. And I found that this field, especially this in the hydrogen, uh, hydrogen industry, has been an incredible realization that we can still give glory to God outside of a religious vocation. It's, uh, it's like you was talking about the social reign of Christ the King and actually making that a reality. People think to do that, of course, you need to be a priest or be a monk and, uh, and, and pray. And uh, I found that thanks to Dr. Maxwell's uh, generosity towards me, that you can still give the glory to God that he asks of you just out here in the world through a way that can actually change the world. And uh, if we get to be as big as we hope to be, then it won't just be that we leave a stamp in the energy field and uh, something that can help change the world on just a natural level, but people will see in a very definite way that Christ is king and he works through his instruments in every single field. So it's definitely uh, given me a tremendous peace knowing that I can still glorify God in some way uh, outside of a religious location. Wow, that, what an outstanding uh, testimony there. And, and again, great hope for, you know, we have a lot of maybe older viewers to hear, you know, young man, you know, I guess, you know, it's fine to talk about age at your age, but a young man in his 20s. Uh, to be so articulate about about the Catholic faith and about that, that's wonderful. And and to take this on because I'm sure there were not all that many classes on inorganic chemistry in the seminary. So uh, certainly it, those years they are prepared you in a certain way, but uh, but certainly not technically for this. So really commend your your drive to push yourself to to go into a, a new a new area. So Ed, Edward, maybe you share your your experience or thoughts. So I uh, actually went to the seminary in Australia, Dananda. Um, so I was there for three years. And uh, trust me, I, I did get some chemistry when I was down there. It was all about, hey, how many moles of potatoes and how many moles of carrots are you going to make for this dinner? Um, that's just a joke. But um, yes, yeah, so I was down there for three years and then um, came back, was going to college. And I was actually attending Nova Southeastern University down in Fort Lauderdale, um, taking microbiology and organic chemistry. And uh, I talked to Father Benoit, and um, he had told me that I should go and visit uh, Dr. Maxwell at her laboratory. And I had met her a few times, and she taught at the previous college, Seminole State College, where I went. Um, so I'd met her before, but he suggested going to the lab. So I went to the lab, and she asked me if I would like to intern at the lab. So I started an internship at the lab while going to college, and that internship actually counted as a college class. Um, so I'm, I'm still working on my degree now, um, still in between biology and chemistry right now. And um, 
but really when it comes down to the business world and even the Catholic faith, in a certain sense, it comes, doesn't come down to what you know, but who you know. Those connections are really important, but going to the Catholic faith, don't get me wrong, it is important to know your Catholic faith. And it's important to know the people who are involved as well. Um, and it's been really great um, working with Dr. Maxwell and Max. It's awesome coming into this lab and it's, good morning. First thing we need to do is kneel down and, uh, and pray to Our Lady and ask to have a, have a good day of work, um, that everything goes smoothly. Um, so I'm just hoping that with my work here, that we can take over the green hydrogen market um, from the left and totally devote it to this uh, social reign of Christ the King. Thanks. Uh, again, beautiful, beautiful uh, explanation there. And this is what we've been talking about at Catholic Family News. This is what it means to be a Catholic out there, as, as we commend Dr. Maxwell for doing, for seizing these, these areas. Again, it's very easy to get on and complain about liberal scientists and liberal university professors. I'll be the first to join that complaint, right? Easy to complain. It's harder to get out and actually make a difference, to take over these fields. Right? We don't want to just say, oh, there's a lot of bad things out there. We can't be a scientist or a chemist or a biology or a doctor. We can and we should, because look at what one woman has done, uh, sort of advanced not only this new technology, this new fuel source, but brought two young Catholic men in to give them, you know, at least that opportunity, opportunity to get course credit, to get established in a field. Uh, so this is what it means to build, build Catholic businesses. Uh, so for our readers and uh, viewers, uh, they do, the company does have a uh, website, as we mentioned, it's uh, Bomax Hydrogen. Uh, you'll see it here, bomax-hydrogen.com. It's really a beautiful website, uh, has a lot of information, more technical on the technology, the, the different markets we talked about, a uh, little video. So it's a, a great, well put together website. Uh, if you want more information, please visit it and uh, maybe even just drop a note to uh, to them or let them you just show your encouragement. Uh, so as we wrap up, I'll you know, open up to any three of you, any final parting thoughts or things you'd like to add before we end the, uh, the program. Well, thank you, Dr. McCall. And I would ask people to pray for us um, and <laughs> to help uh, uh, us fulfill the mission God wants for us. And uh, I would add one more thing that I'm extremely grateful for um, Edward and Maximilian, whereas maybe they didn't have a, a, a long sheet of technical background, um, God has blessed them and uh, they are uh, quick learners and they do amazing things in the lab like fix uh, very expensive instruments and uh, also think of very innovative uh, uh, problem solving. So. Um, I would encourage anyone that uh, wants to go into the field of science or go into any other uh, technical field, uh, do it and do it for God because he'll help you. So, Excellent you. words. Do it for God because he'll help you. So on, on that uh, important note, uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you viewers and listeners uh, for, for listening. Again, if you like our content, please share it. And consider subscribing to Catholic Family News, our website, catholicfamilynews.com, uh, where you can also access our, our regular monthly newspaper content. Uh, again, thank you. We wish you the best of luck. And maybe, hopefully, we can have you back uh, in the future, another year or two, and update us on, on how the success of your projects are.
So thank you and God bless you all.